This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast or at Quincy Wheeler one on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. We continue our journey through the 2022 season for the Cleveland Guardians, heading to the month of August. So on August 7th, the Guardians were trying to salvage a split in a four-game series against the Houston Astros. Of course, the World Series winning, we discovered Houston Astros. Always a tough matchup, and that means Tristan McKenzie, of course, is on the mound. Do you notice a theme with these games, how big Tristan McKenzie was for this team down the stretch? He's going up against Christian Javier. First inning, another amazing catch by Miles Straw, which he makes look way too easy as Jordan Alvarez absolutely smashes one, uh, but that's what he does all the time. Uh, Jose gets a double down the line off of Christian Javier. I remember... This being a moment that I thought maybe Jose had, you know, figured things out again, not realizing, of course, that his thumb ligament being torn was a big problem for him. There's uh, McKenzie runs into a little bit of trouble in the second, but strikes out the side to get out of it. And then in the uh, third inning, in the bottom of the second, Oscar Gonzalez swings and misses at a slider alone away. And I'll say that anybody could do that against Christian Javier. But I do have to note that this is the kind of pitch that Oscar Gonzalez needs to not swing at because you can't do much with that pitch when it's low and away like that. That's going to be a big one for him to recognize and lay off of if he wants to be a successful major league player long term, and I think he can do it. Ahmed Rosario makes a really nice play in this game. It's interesting to note that the Astros announcers say that he is a tremendous defender. Outs above average says that he's an above average fielder. Defensive run save says he's not very good. I don't know which one you want to believe. I think that Ahmed Rosario is a more than serviceable, he's a serviceable shortstop. He's not amazing, but he's serviceable. We'll see how the split affects him, but if anybody can do the work to improve and get better, it would be Ahmed Rosario. Notable that Chris McKenzie has a five-pitch first inning and a six-pitch third. He had very few pitches in this game and uh, was just completely dominant of the Astros, which of course is something to notice. He only threw 91 pitches. It would have been tempting to me to have him come out for the ninth, but of course, when you have Emmanuel Colossae in your back pocket, you got to use him. Guardians get a couple runners on base, but Owen Miller is somewhat robbed. He hits a ball pretty hard up the middle, uh, but the Astros make a good play to get him out at first. Luke Maley hits a solo home run in the fifth. All props to Luke Maley for his contributions in this game. He is now with Cincinnati. But we'll have fond memories of what he did for the Guardians. This was in, at least in this game, this was in a pretty hot stretch for Luke Maley and Austin Hedges. Hedges fell off pretty quickly. But Maley managed to end up with a decent season. Not great, but decent season at the plate, at least. It's raining again in the sixth, as it always does. Uh, and notably, the uh, Astros 
announcers say this crowd is up for grabs. Doesn't sound like there's many people there, but those who are are pretty excited as Tristan McKenzie gets a double play to get out of it. There was a runner on. In the eighth, finishes with eight innings pitched, two hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Emmanuel Classe comes in for the bottom of the ninth and strikes out two Astros, closing the door with a one to nothing Cleveland Guardians win over the Houston Astros to split the series against the Astros. I remember this being the moment that I was like, okay, this is a team that can actually make noise in the playoffs, not because of one game, but because of the tenacity, the attitude, the perspective that the team showed in games like this. They're the kind of team that just doesn't give up, and that's crucial if you want to make a playoff run. The second game for the Guardians in the month of August that we're going to highlight is the August 27th game against the Mariners. Guardians had lost a couple close games to the Mariners, 3-1, 3-2. Frustrating to see, but at least they're kind of competing against this team that's got a playoff berth in their sights. But it'd be really important to try to get one of these last two games, which are difficult matchups for the Guardians pitcher-wise, especially this game, which was Luis Castillo, newly acquired by the Mariners to help them in their playoff chase and help them this coming year versus Zach Plesak. Not a favorable matchup for the Guardians, and the Mariners are celebrating Ichiro Suzuki that night with tons of fans there excited to root on their Mariners competing for a playoff berth. Eugenio Suarez gets things going for the Mariners fans with a 1-0 lead on a solo homer in the second, but Plesak has a good curveball working. He's hanging in there. It looks like he's going to try to make this a game. He gets a good strikeout with a curveball early. Interesting, the Astros announcers say that Straw is the most likely guy on the Guardians to lay down a bunt. Apparently, they don't know that Straw doesn't bunt for some random reason. He very rarely bunts. Julio Rodriguez hits a solo home run right as the Mariners announcers are talking about how he's the next Ichiro on the team as far as the face of a franchise. So everyone's going crazy. But it turns out that the Guardians also have their own phenom. Jose Ramirez also hits a solo home run. His patented get out in front of an inside pitch and slam it down the line, pull it into the stands to make the game 2-1. to one. Ty France got ejected in this game. Not really sure why he was upset about umpire's strike zone. So I guess that's kind of what was going on. Uh, at some point in this game, in the sixth inning, Plesak has retired 10 in a row. He's getting strikeout. He's locating well. But then Jake Lamb... Hits the third solo home run in the game to put the Mariners up 3-1 to one and the seventh to lead off. Interestingly enough, this is where Plesak slammed his hand into the mound, which doesn't show up in the video recap, but we know later he slammed his hand into the mound and broke his hand like an idiot. Shame, because he pitched pretty well in this game. He had seven innings pitched, six strikeouts, and three runs allowed, which you'll take out of Plesak every time. It's amazing that he finished this inning even after he'd broken his hand. Uh, and I gather that he wanted to continue pitching even with a broken hand. Uh, so props to Plesak for being a tough guy and trying to make that work. Anthony Munoz comes in for the Mariners, and he is an amazing reliever, super dominant, but not as dominant as Emmanuel Classe. Jose Ramirez gets on top of a high fastball and hits it to the opposite field for an RBI double. Naylor follows with an RBI ground out. And then Andres Jimenez has a sacrifice fly to put the Guardians up 4-3. to three. Again, not necessarily home runs, just ground outs, sack flies, and 
uh, you know, opposite field doubles will get the job done for the Guardians, who managed to escape with a 4-3 to win. Also on the back, of course, from an uneventful ninth inning, Emil Classe just comes in and sets three guys down because that's what he does. This was an important game for the Guardians as they ended the month. August was a pretty solid month for the Guardians, but, you know, you're kind of de- uh, desperate to avoid a four-game sweep from the Mariners, which might have happened because the next day the Guardians lost 4 to nothing. So pulling out this win, pulling out another comeback win, giving the team that sense of, hey, you can never count us out, never say die, we might come back and win any game that you put us in, was a huge thing for them in the month of August and continue to be as they face the Mariners. August was just one of the biggest months for the Guardians, pushing them back into the playoff conversation, making sure the White Sox and the Twins knew that they were going to hang around, and that being after the Guardians made no moves at the trade deadline. I remember being pretty upset by that just because I knew that they needed a right-handed bat, and it seems so obvious that they would add because they always add when they have the playoffs in their sight, but they just didn't add. And, you know, part of me says... Well, they kind of knew what they were doing because they won the division and they won a playoff series. The other part of me wonders if they really had pushed it to acquire a catcher, to acquire another right-handed bat, could they have made things tougher on the Yankees and maybe got themselves to the American League Championship Series? It's one of those things that you'll never know, but certainly I hope that in 2023 we see the Guardians really kind of push some chips in to try to make it to the playoffs and make a sustained run and give themselves the best chance that they can to win the World Series when it comes to the trade deadline. This was a fun game to see Jose Ramirez do Jose Ramirez things. Of course, it was kind of a disappointing second half for him because of the thumb injury, but he showed here and in so many other games that he can play and be one of the best players in baseball, even with only one good thumb. And he's just amazing. We're so lucky to have him on our team, and I can't wait to watch him in another year playing baseball for the Cleveland Guardians. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.